You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Joe. So House of Dragon, episode three. Um, Davis, unfortunately, was not able to make it today's today's recording, rather. Um, So but we're going to we're going to give you guys the podcast either way. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the show lives on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm too tired. <laughs> um, but yeah. So what'd you think, Kyle? I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed this episode. Um, I guess uh, wait, we're, we're just jumping right into spoilers, right? That's not like, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no. Okay. It's perfect. Words. Perfect. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought, um, I kind of figured that the battle was going to happen this episode between them and the, and the crab people. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think that was a surprise. It, it, it was a surprise to me, at least that they, they jumped three years into the future off the bat of this episode. I thought that was interesting. Um, and I think it worked really well. I think it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really picked up right where they left off. It's just now there's another kid in the picture. And uh, I, I think it worked really well for me anyway. Yeah, um, I definitely thought we were going to get a little bit more of a transition, but it, it worked pretty seamlessly. But I also expected there to be like a 10-year time jump. And so I wasn't expecting this three-year mini time jump. Um, True. And, if, and True. if we get those a little bit more I, I don't know. I feel like I know I was complaining a little bit about time jumps last episode and they, they did do it well. Um, but if we get like mini ones like that, I, I won't be too upset. Yeah. I, I think uh, that'd be great. Yeah. I wouldn't mind another, you know, one more three and then another three or whatever it is. And then um, I don't know. Yeah. Although I think they pretty much wrapped it all up. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd be happy with a, a five or seven year time jump now. Um, I don't really think there's too much more that's like in the immediate future that needs to get um, wrapped up. I think, I think it's all pretty much there. Um, yeah. So like what, what did they set up? Cause it feels like, I mean, there's, there's, besides like um, the princess, like choosing like a husband, like there doesn't seem to be much left that they have for, uh, um, I don't know. What do you call it? Just like not cliffhangers, but they, they just haven't set up a ton of stuff right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. That's how I felt about the last episode even. Um, and like I said, they could pretty much tie it all up in one episode, which is pretty much what happened. I mean, um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe we will just get another time jump. I think really, um, really the immediate effects of of this past episode. Really, the only thing to delve a little more into would maybe be um, Damon's position and everything, especially since um, he essentially won the battle without the king's help, which was, I'm sure, you know, is is going to be a talking point in the next episode. But I think that's really the only main immediate thing I could think of that could um, get developed a little bit more. is just the politics there between Damon and the King. Yeah. Um, and 
So like speaking of like the battle with the crab king, we, we start off the episode with that. Um, and, uh, you texted me that April was still watching the show with you. It was, how, how'd she do during this episode? <laughs> uh, pretty good. I mean, all things considered, it really wasn't that gory. It, it, it was the battle and everything kind of happened really quickly. So it wasn't like as intense, I guess, per se. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, that that's really, it, it wasn't as bad. I think really it was just brutal. The, the first episode where the guy just gets an ax to the face and they just show oh, yeah. all that. And that was just mm-hmm. like, it really was just extra brutal. So I think, um, that that was really what got her on the first one. So there wasn't really anything like that this one, to be honest. So yeah, I, I do remember, like in the very beginning when uh, he's like nailing the guy to the the wooden post. Um, that wasn't, I guess, as gory as an axe to the face. But that's uh, true. Plus, I I honestly like I just told her to look away for that, so I don't even think she really watched that. So gotcha. <laughs> yeah. When, when uh the guy was like cheering that his uh like Damien had come to rescue him and then got stepped on by the, yeah uh, by the dragon it was so funny because like I when he was started cheering I was like oh man I wonder how many of the people the dragon is like killing in those flames because there's a yep. lot of people they have yeah. there and then all of a sudden he gets stepped on I'm like oh all right yep they're yep, yep. they're leaning into that. <laughs> Oh, and the, the, like the, uh, like when he got, oh, it was funny. Um, it was good. Uh, it was a good scene, but, uh, but yeah, I guess it wasn't too gory, but it was just like kind of shocking. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, but to be fair, I didn't, I felt like the crab people were going to be a bigger deal or we would get more of a backstory with them and maybe there's still more to come but it just felt like they were set up was it last episode and everything was like kind of wrapped in a bow with them in this episode and we don't and did i miss something like i don't remember like getting a whole lot of detail about them no i, I mean that's that's pretty much it yeah but i, I yeah i guess i don't know i it like I figured they wouldn't be a major threat. They're not like one of the major houses. It just seemed like they were a bunch of pirates essentially. So I kind of figured we wouldn't get too much uh, detail into them. Hmm. Are they supposed to be like, I don't know, like they seem very like seafaring. Are they supposed to be related to like Theon's house? Like, I don't remember hearing. I forget what what's the the name of that house. Like, yeah, I don't name. remember to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so I I couldn't tell. Like, I kept trying to make that connection, but I couldn't. Like, I didn't see anything for that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like very quick. Uh, like, uh, like I don't I don't know what else they're trying to set up as far as like besides obviously the political contra like. Um, rivalry between her and her brother um are you shocked that like the king is still gonna have the princess be his heir and not his son Uh, i'm not shocked no i kind of figured that's what was gonna happen in this episode but i mean i think it's far from being over in terms of that decision i don't know i think uh i think there's still gonna be some churning 
but it was nice. I, I enjoyed the the fact that he's sticking with that um, decision. So I think, uh, yeah, I, again, I think he's probably going to die. I mean, you could see that it was getting worse. He's missing fingers now. So wait, did they show that? I did not see that. Yeah, he has. He's missing like two fingers. The the fingers that they showed in the second episode that were all like nasty or just like completely cut off. Really, I missed mm-hmm. that. When did they show that? What scene? Um, I mean, they showed it a couple times where he had his gloves off. You could see him. They didn't like Just ever oblivious. like. They didn't like really point to it. They didn't make it like evident. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it was just, I guess, one of those subtle things, maybe. But I remember there was at one point I was like, "Oh, I wonder how his fingers are doing," and he had gloves on, and so like I was just like, "Oh, I guess can't really tell." And then I never thought about it again. So, <laughs> um, but I really thought he was going to die this episode. I really thought that they were going to kill him off, but he's sticking around longer than I expected him to. Yeah, same, actually. Yeah, I, I thought he would be gone this episode, too. But I don't know. I think I think it's it's better that he's not. I think for the story, it is more interesting that he's still alive. So, yeah, and he's I think going into this. Too. Yeah, I think going into this episode, I thought it'd be more interesting if he died. But I, I, I like the the direction they've taken. Yeah. So do you do you peg him for next episode? Because next one was four and then we have 10 episodes, I think, in total. Yeah, I think it really just depends on uh, if how much they jump in time if they do that again. I think if they don't, he's still going to be alive. But if they do, I don't know. I feel like he's probably going to die. You know, I'm just going to say episode five. I'm calling episode five. Episode five? Yep, that's when he's dead. Episode five. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like right in the middle, and then it starts the... It's like the... The chain of events that's going to cause probably some sort of civil war between uh, Princess... What's her name? Princess... Um, shoot. I forget. Ryan? Rhaenyra? Rhaenys? Or... Rhaenyra. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, Rhaenyra. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would agree. Episode 5... Yeah, so I don't really know what's going to happen on next episode if literally he's alive for a whole nother one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's kind of crazy, like the whole, like I feel like they were trying to make a point with um, the king having to kill the uh, the stag, like at the end of the episode. What do you mean make a point? Isn't I don't know, that just it's, tradition? It felt kind of like, I don't know, just how slowly he killed it. Like, I know he didn't do that on purpose, but like making the animal suffer and everything. Yeah, you're saying it was like foreshadowing or? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I don't really know exactly what the, it, it felt similar to like when the Starks and uh, Game of Thrones felt, um, uh, they found the dire wolf dead, killed by the lion with the f- five cubs. Yeah, I honestly don't remember that. I <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, yeah, in the first episode, they find like the five direwolf pups, um, and uh, the mother had died from a lion, and so foreshadowing Jamie Lannister or the Joffrey killing Ned Stark and leaving his five kids. Oh, gotcha. I see. 
Yeah, I, I guess it, it could be. Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really think too much into that, but I'm sure. I'm sure there is meaning. Yeah, I'm sure you're right that there, there's meaning there. Well, so like we haven't. The stag is like the the symbol of like the Baratheons, right? Um, so, and I don't think we've gotten really any Baratheons except there was one that showed up at the tourney um, in the first episode. But I don't think we've seen any since then. And obviously, the Baratheons don't like take over, but it seems like like the white stag like showed up at the end to meet uh, Rhaenyra and her knight, which uh, his name escapes me. Is it like um, Cole or something like that? Uh, yes, Sir Kristen Cole. Yeah, um, and she obviously lets it go. And the stag's supposed to be representative royalty in the woods. So I, I, I don't really see how that might foreshadow anything. But I feel like it has to. Yeah, I thought that was just a nod to like, um, I don't know. It came to her so clearly she's like, you know, there, there's a bright future ahead of her. <laughs> Essentially, that's kind of all I took it to mean. But yeah, I'm sure there's... Um, a pretty in-depth analysis in terms of, of what it means. I'm sure someone out there has, has the meaning. Yeah. Well, they probably also read the book, so we don't want to. <laughs> true. True. I'd rather just speculate about it. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, the, uh, I know it's not Jamie Lannister, but the Lannister guy, was it Jason Lannister? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I don't even remember, to be honest. He was the the super obnoxious guy that was trying to marry Rhaenyra. Um, oh yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I, I switched topics. Sorry, that's my bad. No, you're um, good. I, I didn't process. Yeah. Yes. He uh, he was pretty obnoxious. He uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Like, is this supposed to be what 150 some odd years before like the events of like Game of Thrones? So I Maybe wonder, even more than that, but I, yeah, I guess I don't remember. I think it's supposed to be like 150, at least before the Mad King, which is, I guess, technically more, um, which is sooner than Game of Thrones. But uh, I couldn't remember how he is like related. I'm guessing he's like their grandfather or something like that. Because um, I know that Tywin Lannister's father... Uh, was a very like timid man and let people walk all over him. So my guess is this is maybe his like great grandfather or grandfather or something like to that effect. Mm, sure. Um. So, but yeah, I thought that that actor did a really good job. Um, being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um. But yeah, uh, I don't really know if there's a whole lot left to talk about. I don't really have anything else. I guess, how would you rate the whole battle sequence in terms of um, compared to some of the other Game of Thrones ones? Mm. As far as like how epic it was or like how realistic? (laughs) Just enjoyment of the battle itself. Um, I really enjoyed the first battle in the beginning of this episode. Um, 
the second half kind of annoyed me. Um, like I get it was supposed to be like a, a surprise attack, but I don't feel like they would have sent all of their troops out just to chop down Damien. Um, especially when they know he has a dragon and he's made it evident that he's not actually surrendering or trying to do a truce. You know, I feel like that they will probably just would have been like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to go back inside then. Yeah, it could be. I guess I just figured that they assumed that since once he started fighting that more people were coming. Like, wouldn't that be a fair assumption? Obviously, he's not there by himself, so... Well, yeah, well, the whole thing is, like, they're they're hunkering down in the caves so that way they are not getting slaughtered by the dragon, right? Oh, um, sure. Like, that was, like, a big point that they had mentioned that they said they can't root them out because they're so far deep in the caves. Um, and so they their strategy was to draw them all out uh, with Damien. And I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. I don't feel like a general would have sent all of his troops out after it was pretty evident that there was like an attack when they could have had the advantage in the caves. Sure. Yeah, that is true. Although it wasn't even his dragon that, uh, or I guess maybe there had been multiple dragons that were there the whole battle. That was what I, I guess I thought that just like, his but dragon it, wasn't but there. But even if it wasn't his dragon, I mean, like, they know they have dragons. And so right, why would that's you true. not expect them to come once he's made it evident that he's not actually trying yeah, to no, treat Yeah, no, that's a very valid point. A truce or whatever. So, that seems yeah. a little off to me. But um, the beginning portion of this episode was pretty fun. They They were both fun. It was just a little awkward to me i felt sure yeah i thought i don't know some of the the camera shots of like i i didn't enjoy some of the the camera shots in the beginning like the first battles or maybe it was the second one where it was like the pretty hand-to-hand combat i don't know it just the cameras felt very like jumpy and i guess it's probably supposed to be that way to make it me feel more realistic but i thought it was just a little too much there was like a lot of camera shake. I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. It was just too much. Which I, I you know, they do it on purpose, but I thought it was overdone. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, the whole scene with Damon kind of storming the beach by himself was pretty epic. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it definitely was epic. Just not realistic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but as far as it compares to like other battles, I mean, we haven't really had a ton in this show um some of the other ones in game of thrones i mean i i feel like i'd have to rewatch them it's definitely better than the the battle of uh when with like the white walkers at the end that was filmed on a potato wait really you didn't like that that one it was fine um it made less tactical sense than this one with the like the ver- like no the super the long like the uh, long night the, episode Dothraki horses first like that just didn't make any sense um there's like whole videos on how like idiotic the 
their sequences or their tactics were. Um, the zombies or the people? Uh, when they were fighting the zombies at Winterfell. Right. Which one was, was super dumb or which side? The people. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like the, the order of operations that you're supposed to apparently like use for like different, like types of troops just was not followed and, um, probably got a lot more people killed. Anyways. Um, I, one of my favorite battles in game of Thrones was the battle of the bastards. Um, with like Jon Snow versus, Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce. Yeah. That one was really cool. Bruce Bolton. That was pretty cool. Um, I always think of there's this song by this band called Sabaton. Um, and they, I feel like I've talked to you about them, but they, they do a lot of like songs about different battles in history. Um, and they have this one song called the winged hussars. And I always, whenever I hear this song, I think of the battle of the bastards. And I think of the battle um, in Return of the King for Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf is up on the the hill and the sun comes up and like the cavalry is like charging down, um, the mountain, it they it's a very like that battle that they're singing about parallels those those two battles very well, um, and it's one of my favorite songs. So, <laughs> uh. Great times. You should listen to it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I, I guess in, in terms of the tactics, do, do we believe that they're supposed to be like very smart about the tactics they're doing? I mean, is, is warfare even that advanced in this time period that they're in? I mean, they other battles in Game of Thrones um, like followed pretty basic tactics like throughout human history. Um, fairly well and this one just completely deviated from it but isn't it all just the people that are shunned out to the wall like it's not even well i mean you have like um daenerys who's been leading like a military like nation for the last like i don't know 10 years and she has lots of people like mormont and the commander of the king's guard i forget his name uh, joins her and he's in charge of, of her army for a large portion of the show. I can't remember if he ends up at Winterfell. I think he might have died at that point. Um, but even if he didn't, like, there's plenty of people that should have known what they were doing. I think I'm thinking of... Wait, are, we, are you talking about, like, the Long Night episode where it's them just fighting the zombies the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. That's what you're thinking of, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, when they, the, they, um, before the zombies get there, they, uh, they send the Dothraki out to face the zombies alone. Um, and they basically get wiped out, where that should have been, like, I think the third, like, row of defenses. Like, you should have had, like, all the pikemen up front, like, the, um, I forget their names, but the, the unsullied, um, but they were like three rows back. They were behind the archers, which the archer should have been behind them. And the Dothraki should have been behind the archers, something like that, something to that effect. 
Gotcha. Okay. It was just, it was very weird how they structured it in a lot of like, you could have gotten a lot of people like there's, there was no point in having the archers in front of the, the pikemen. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. So, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that at all when I was watching that episode. I mean, to be fair, I didn't either, but I was watching a lot of videos about why season eight sucked. Um, after <laughs> I, uh, I finished it cause I was trying to remain like un unsoiled by like other people's opinions and I feel like I probably enjoyed season eight more than most. Um, it still was definitely, it definitely paled in comparison to the re- the rest of the seasons, but I got, there was a lot of videos that explained to me why it was so bad. And I agree with most, of, most of the criticism. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that, that was one of my favorite episodes. So it still is the long night. I think it's, it's truly an incredible episode. Plus, granted, I have the the ability to watch it. You know, I didn't watch it live when it came out, which I heard the lighting was terrible on it, um, which they've since redone. So I got that benefit. And plus, my TV is really nice and the blacks are really nice. So I could see everything just fine. But I loved that episode. I felt like after I did not so like we have the same tv now i did not have the tv i don't think when i watched that episode um so i did not have a as good of a viewing experience as you did um but it felt like they were setting up the white walkers to be the like the ultimate bad guy for like eight whole seasons and then the finally there's a conflict and it's done within an episode and it just it felt I wish that, it would have extended – like, I wish they would have been, like, the way I would have ended it, and I know I'm not, like, a, <laughs> a, a writer, and so there's probably lots of flaws with how I feel like it should have ended, but I feel like um, the people at Winterfell should have lost the battle and basically um, escaped to, uh, to King's Landing and basically begged Cersei for, like – like help and like Daenerys should have been like, like uh, given her rights to the throne up and like promised to not like try to, to take it. And then Cersei and everyone at King's Landing, like mount a final defense against the white walkers. I felt like that would have ended better than having this like Daenerys turn evil seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. I know. I never really understood the whole, like, people mad about it ending in one episode because like it was literally the entire episode and it was like an hour and a half. That's literally like a movie in itself. And it was like the whole entire episode was that and devoted to that fight. Yeah. And that's like so much time that I think people just kind of overlook is like, you know, how many episodes are there per season? It's like, think there was only eight episodes that season right and so i mean as far as even that season goes it's like you know it's more than 10 percent like that one episode i don't know i just thought well i think it's like even the hbo told the writers they could have 14 episodes or whatever and like increase their budget and they're like no we'll just shove everything in eight episodes um and so I, I don't know. I feel like 
the the pace of that episode was fine. I just don't like the way it ended. But yeah, I think I'm just in the minority. I don't know. It's still like one I of said, my favorite. I, I feel episodes like I enjoyed it more than most. It just felt like cut short to me. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Just the fact that it was literally the entire episode, I thought was did it did it justice. But so is that that's your favorite one in Game of Thrones? It's probably not. I think I probably did like the the Battle of the Bastards more. Um. That's probably my favorite one, but I really enjoyed the the long night. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely fun. It just, like I said, strategically didn't make a whole lot of sense and I just wish it was longer. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think that's all really I have to say about game of Thrones. Um, or House of the Dragon. But I know this isn't what the episode's about. But what did you think of Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Rings of Power. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I think, um, I don't know. It, like The one thing that is great about Lord of the Rings that I think this nails really well is just... Um, just how gorgeous some of the locations and settings and cities and just, you know, some of the shots of, you know, over the mountains and their world building, I think has is really excellent in this um, show. I think they've done very well with that aspect of it. Um, I think, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't, it's not as good as house of the dragon. I don't think yet. Um, I think the main elf lady, I'm oh, trying to remember her name. Yeah, I don't think uh, she's the best actor per se. I don't know. She hasn't really. I feel like with as much as she's alone, um, she should be a little more charismatic. But um, so maybe just some of the acting, I think they could have done a better job just picking people and casting. Um, well, really just the elves. I think everyone else we've seen, I've enjoyed uh, the dwarves and then. Um, what what's the what's the race of people in in the like the woods? The Harfoots. Yeah, the Harfoots. I thought they were really good. I really enjoyed the Harfoots that we've seen so far. Um, so really, just the elves. I think could could have been better casted. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I again, I don't think it's anything spectacular yet. I think um, it's still too early to judge it, in my opinion. But I, I'm enjoying it. I don't hate it. It's better than I expected it to be. Um, but I had zero expe- I had very, very low expectations for this show. Um, and it's not so much a um, what's the word like a, what's the word where like you bring to life a, a pre-existing story? It's not a reimagining it's not the right word. it's a um, retelling. I don't know. It's it's not a retelling of the the actual Tolkien story. It's definitely more of a, a reimagining. Um, there's a lot of things that they have changed that will have lots of plot consequences. I feel like 
in the future episodes. So I'd be interested to see how they work around them, if at all. Um, so we'll see. I, I feel I did enjoy the Harfoots. Um, it's 100% fan service, but I have a feeling that they might get annoying, though. Oh, do they like play a big part in the books or? They, they don't exist in the books. Oh, so how's the fan service then? Or just. Because they don't exist in the books, they're literally giving us hobbits just because it's Lord of the Rings. Oh, I see. I see. I'm sorry. Fan service might not be the right. No, it probably is. Yeah, I guess. I didn't know if that was like um, a book thing or the show thing or the movies. But yeah, so the hobbits pre like Lord of the Rings, like don't they don't show up at all. Um, so. Yeah, I I, uh, I really like all the practical effects that they've been doing. They look amazing. Uh, visually, it's very pleasing to watch. I feel like they're doing a. They didn't spend. They didn't spare any expense when uh, it went towards their CGI budget as well. It looks great. Uh, but yeah, I am enjoying House of the Dragon more than Lord of the Rings. It's only been two episodes, but we'll see. Yeah, plus uh, I think people got to keep in mind that, I don't know, a lot of the really, really good shows, first seasons are usually kind of meh, and then it really starts picking up in second, third season. I think with most shows that have like really popped off, like that's how Breaking Bad was, that's how the original Game of Thrones was. Um, so I don't know. It's decent, and I think uh, that's all you can ask for first season, but We'll really start judging it when we get into the second, third season, I think. Well, they got to make it there first. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure it's already greenlit for season two. It was Amazon's biggest opening show ever, so. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was their, like, biggest premiere. I thought House of the Dragons was for Game of Thrones. Is, Amaz- is Rings of Power the same for Amazon? That, what? Yeah, well, yeah, both of them were. Yeah, I know. I know Amazon's was their biggest premiere. Okay, because I knew House of the Dragons was uh, HBO's, but I didn't hear about Amazon's. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, which I mean, it makes sense because they like marketed the crap out of it. So, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Well, I even logged into my like Amazon, my normal Amazon app on my phone, and it was telling me to watch Rings of Power. Oh, there you go. I, yeah, like, I hadn't it was done like that. this big thing. Like it wasn't even like just a banner. Like it was like it took up the whole screen. Like Rings of Power is out. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I've watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they put a stupid amount of money into marketing. But well, I guess at that point, it's you're not really paying that much since it's your own app, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I think um, I think they've nailed the scale of Lord of the Rings for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I'm also not the best judge, I guess, in terms of comparing it to the original one because I've only seen the original Lord of the Rings, the movies, one time, 
and it was in a single sitting and we watched all the extended editions. So that's been my only, yep. That's my only experience with Lord of the Rings and I enjoyed it, but it burned me out. And so I just never felt like watching it again. (laughs) I I would recommend, I I know most diehard Lord of the Rings fans will say like, yep, watch them all in one sitting. I don't recommend that. Um, Last time I watched it, I did basically half a movie a day because it's like broken up into like each movie's broken up into two DVDs if you have the like box set. And so we would just watch one DVD a night. Um, and that worked really well. And I felt like I got a much better grasp on the whole movie because, yeah, you can definitely get burnt out and fatigued going through the whole thing, extended edition. I definitely recommend the extended edition, but just pace yourself <laughs> yeah well it's too late for me I, i'm a goner so You're goner oh kyle no i don't know i just don't really have that big of a pull to go watch them again i don't know oh man that's sad is i mean i really don't rewatch movies that much in general like i there's there's a few movies that i will rewatch, and lord of the rings is one of them um there's some other rom-coms in there that I grew up with that I'll rewatch, but yeah, comedies are a little different, I think, um, than these big epic movies. I think they're just naturally more rewatchable. Man, that. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm sorry, literally, like my, like, yeah, I just really don't rewatch movies, like, except for yeah, maybe rom-coms or if April wants to rewatch a movie. That's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. I have so many DVDs of, like, some of my favorite movies, and I haven't popped a DVD in in years yeah. to rewatch something. So, whether or not, even if I had a more enjoyable first watch experience, I still probably wouldn't, like, feel the need to rewatch them. I don't know. Unless they were, like, my favorite movies of all time, which they're not, so... Yeah. So, all right. One more thing about House of the Dragon. In Game of Thrones, there was a like one of the draws to it was that there didn't seem to be plot armor where people just couldn't die because they were so important to the plot. Um, do you feel like that exists in this show, or is it just like you're you're not worried about Damien dying? You're not worried about Rhaenyra dying? Like it's pretty obvious who's going to die, who's not. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I felt like the main Starks had plot armor, like Arya, and I thought they had plot armor. I thought, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like I don't think anyone in this show has more plot armor than any than some people did in the original. I, I think they do. I mean, there was several times where I was going through it. Like, I did not know who was going to make it to the end. Um like I wasn't, I hadn't been spoiled by the show at all. And they killed like Rob Stark um, and his mom. And I don't know. I didn't feel like there was anyone that was a hundred percent safe. There was definitely times where I thought that, I mean, there was an episode where John did die and I thought he was just done. I did not expect him to come back. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I think I feel the same about this. Like you just said how you felt about the original. I wouldn't be surprised if they killed anyone off. You you wouldn't be surprised if they killed off Rhaenyra? 
I mean, just as surprised as I was is when they killed off some of the other Starks. I don't know. I feel like, to me, there's a lot less plot armor, or there's a lot more plot armor in this show as opposed to the other ones. I, I To me, it, it felt like no one was safe, but I feel like most people are safe in this show. Well, that could just go back to the fact that they're just not developing so many different viewpoints at the same time like they did in the original show. All you're really getting is the one viewpoint, so um, that could be why. That is fair. I mean, the first one, the first show, the main viewpoint you got was Ned Stark, and they killed him. That's true. He was the primary viewpoint, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they could still kill anyone and still. uh, Nah, I I just don't see that happening. I don't know. I I feel like it's less. Everyone's way more safe as far as far as like Rhaenyra goes. Like, there's no way. I don't think there's any way she's dying. I guess Damien could potentially die, um, but as far as like Rhaenyra, no. I would be very shocked. I mean, yeah, I don't think like I don't know. Like, I think I think that's similar to to Ned Stark and some of his kids in the first episode, like or the first season, you know? Like, I didn't think any of them were going to die the first season. Like, I was... I, th- I think it's pretty... Com- in my in my opinion, I think it's pretty comparable. Like, because Ned Stark is essentially the equivalent to, like, the king. I don't know. And we're all pretty sure he's going to die. Yeah, I, I don't think he's comparable to the king. I feel like he's more comparable to Rhaenyra. Um... But wouldn't know. that I be don't... wouldn't that be Stark's kids in the first season? No, because like the main, I don't know. Like the whole like like tension is driven by like for the show is going to be driven by the king's death. Like that's I don't know. To me, that's obvious. It wasn't obvious that Ned Stark was going to die unless you had someone told you had told you that, or um, yeah, just if you had read the books or someone had that had read the books had mentioned that to you. I don't know. Right, but it was still like a shock when he died, right? Weren't you shocked? Yeah, I was shocked about Ned. I'm not going to be shocked about the king. Right, but like if they were to kill Rhaenyra, I, you'd be shocked. And then yeah, that's they'd what I was find saying. I was saying, else. Yeah. I was saying he's more apt to, he's sim- more similar to Rhaenyra's role than the king's role. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. So I, yeah, if they did kill Rhaenyra, I would be shocked, but I have, I do not expect them to at all. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's way more plot armor for her than anyone else. And I guess maybe it's too early to tell, but I don't, I don't think they're killing her. Yeah. I think it's too early. I think it's too early. Okay. But I don't know. I think, I think they could, they could kill her and it's still, they could make a really convincing, enjoyable show. Um, We're going to find out. True. True. (laughs) Um, all right, so let's end this episode with saying our name, and if you would rather be a White Walker in the Lord of the Rings, or the Lord of the Rings, the Game of Thrones series, or if you'd rather be an orc in the Lord of the Rings series. Are we not doing the pick a character, see if... Uh... We can do that as well. Okay. I kind of want to hear your answer to this. <laughs> Wait, if I'd rather be a White Walker or an orc? Yeah. Um... 
Okay, let's see. Well, my name's Kyle, and hmm, I guess in terms of, I I don't know. I feel like this could get very uh, more deep than intended, but like in terms <laughs> of having a soul and having consciousness and stuff like that, like do White Walkers really have that? Do they? Are they conscious beings, or are they just following whatever orders they're given? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the answer. I don't remember how they were set I up. I know they that, kind of talked over the creation of them, and but I don't really remember. I don't know. I think there's definitely decision. There's like a, a decision making matrix that the White Walkers definitely have. They're not just like mindless zombies, like willing to like roll into a trap, like and sacrifice themselves. Cause I mean, at the end of in season eight, you saw them like stopping at the water line. So that way they wouldn't drown, you know, like there's sure, some sort of decision. Were, if they were, if they were commanded to, would they just do it? <laughs> like no questions asked. I don't know. I mean, I mean, orcs would, if they probably would too. Would yeah. Probably I guess do the same thing. Too. Yeah. I guess, I don't know that I, I would need a, that's where my re- my line of thought goes is which one am I actually going to be myself? And I feel like that's probably an orc. So I think I pick an orc. Um, there is a lot I've re- recently learned. There is a lot of debate on whether or not orcs have free will in the Lord of the Rings, like fan theories. Um, and for the longest time, I thought that they did not, but I have been recently uh, convinced that they probably do have a soul. Um, so, yeah, your your decision's probably correct. You would you would be able to be yourself more easily as uh, an orc. Um, I'm going to be a lot simpler in my answer. Um, I hate the cold with a passion. And so I would rather be an orc so I don't have to be in the cold weather. And I know they probably don't feel it, but I just hate the cold. That's what I'm saying. You'd be like immune. You'd be immune to what you hate. Maybe, but like, I just, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be in the, the, like the North. That's just not where I want to be. So. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Fair and enough. I guess I didn't say my name. My name is Brandon. I'd rather be an orc for all the previously stated reasons. <laughs> Um, and so, okay, let's pick a character. Who do you think is going to die? Um, Kyle, do you think the crab King is going to die? <laughs> um, we said last episode, we were talking about Lord Corliss Valerian. Yep. All right. And I think we all, I said, he is going to die. You said he'll be alive. Correct. Um, let's say Sir Kristen Cole. All right. Uh, definitely alive. Definitely alive. Uh, yeah, I I think he's gonna he's he's gonna be alive. He's just uh, he's just very enjoyable. I just want him to be alive. I enjoy his character. Uh yeah. So okay, I guess that's it. Good times. Nice. Till next time. Indeed, indeed. All right, bye. Peace out.